Welcome back to Following Noadon, a Stormlight podcast. This week is episode 48, and we're not reading a Stormlight book. So this will what? be the, the first episode where we are, spoiler alert, we're not on Roshar. Uh, I, hate, I hate to break it to you if you're trying to read between the lines and wonder where we were. Uh, we're not on Roshar. This is not, by all definitions, a Stormlight book. It is, however, a Cosmere book. Uh do you guys know what that means? Um, no. Yes, <laughs> actually, yes, I, I think so. I'm I'm just taking it as Roshar is our either planet or continent of the known world of everything we've seen so far. Um, and I'm taking the Cosmere as like the universe. Maybe we're okay. on a different planet. Okay. Um, and they don't know about each other, but maybe the larger figures in our st- like the gods or something in our story, you know, is my under- my guess. Okay. Yep. Same. I think we got a mention at least one of the word Cosmere. I think Yasna says it somewhere in like Words of Radiance. I think, but yeah, and it, it seemed to be replacing the word like universe or everything. So that's my my guess there. But yeah, here here in the book Warbreaker definitely seems like we're somewhere else we are somewhere else so i'm not going to ask you guys for two words because we are going to be going at a faster pace through warbreaker and asking you guys to try to summarize and in-depth stuff this is going to be way more surface level than we're doing with stormlight we're going to be reading it so you guys have the context as we go back into oathbringer in a couple weeks here um so, with that in mind, I will throw it to our intro before we go to our spell check, which will be very fun for me. Uh, <laughs> see you guys in a second. Wow. All right, episode 48 of Following Noadon. We have prologue through chapter 10 of Warbreaker. And before we get into our spell check, I want each of you 30-second synopsis, first impressions on Warbreaker. Uh, I'll jump in. Very different. Uh, I was expecting different, so I wasn't too surprised, but... Yeah, not 100% sure what's going on. And we've got some other like magic systems going on or something else is happening. And I'm, I'm going quickly, so I'm not taking the time to you know sit down and try and figure it out. So I'm a little confused, honestly, these first few chapters, but some, some intriguing characters and some very different things going on. Yeah. My synopsis is our story is like, similar story different font like it's Hmm. instead of stormlight we have breath um there's weird things with hair we'll talk about um so yeah it's it's like something that would be on roshar almost it seems way more like a monarchy like more political drama um 
but similar similar ish like like i could see it being in the same universe um but yeah different different magic system but like similar idea to it almost so all right before we get too involved with what on earth is happening in warbreaker and why we're reading it we have a spell check which we haven't done one of these in a little bit because we've been reading a lot of repeat names and repeat characters in our Stormlight books. But we get a whole brand new vocab uh, for for Warbreaker. Our first one... Who do I make go first here? Elliot? I make Elliot, Elliot go first. Yeah, I have to go first. So our first one is the eldest daughter introduced to us. She is the eldest princess... She's the one that's supposed to be going to Halindren, but she's not. How would you like to say this name? I think this one is going to be the easiest one. This one has got to be Vivena. Okay. Vivena, you are correct. And Paul, would you like to spell Vivena? I, I would. I went pretty simple with it um, as well. Uh, I went with V-I-V-E-N-N-A. Correct. Bingo. You're correct. And between one and two ends. I'm sure you guys don't remember this, but on our first Stormlight trivia quiz video we did, uh, Vivenna was one of our uh, multiple choice questions that were not correct, but just a, just a fun Easter egg for those who have <laughs> read Cosmere and know what was happening back then. Um, I threw that in there. All right, second one is our second main character-ish. Um, if Ivana's our first, well, I guess it depends on how you're looking at this. But uh, the third daughter um, of the Idris Royal, Idris Royal Family. And she has a full name, which Elliot pointed out to me that I forgot. But I will just be asking for the nickname. Her full name well, I'll let you go first. Give me the nickname, and then I'll talk about the full name here in a second. So I think the name we usually call her by is going to be Siri. Is it as simple as that? It is as simple as that. Uh, talk to your talk to your iPhone there, there, Paul. It's, yes, it's just Siri. Uh, uh, hi Siri. I didn't do anything, but I tried to talk. Uh, anyways, um, so yes, Siri, I, I debated on if this was actually just the same as like the Apple Siri mm -hmm. virtual assistant or if this was different. So I actually went different. I just went C-I-R-I -I instead of S-I-R-I. -I. You're incorrect. It is S. Okay. Her, so her full name is Cicerina. And it that's spelled S I S I R I N A H, Cicerina, and but she just goes by Siri. And we have one more spell check to round us out. I would like to know, Elliot, how you would pronounce the capital of Halindrin, the capital city, uh, where the court of gods is in Halindrin. I'm I'm most nervous for this one. But I'm more nervous for Paul. <laughs> uh, that's all I'll say. I, I I stumbled on this one. I guess in my brain I was I was pronouncing this as Tatelier. 
that that's my honest shot at it. Paul, you want to correct him? Yeah, you're really close. It's like to Teller. Okay. Teller. Mm-hmm. Similar, close to that, roughly. Um, and to spell it, I may be, I may be off, but we'll just give it what what I had. So I had T I T E L L I E R. Wow, you okay. <laughs> threw a lot of. Uh, I did. I, I a lot of letters in there. It is. It is T apostrophe T E L I R to teller. Okay. Every time I I couldn't resist not putting that one in that one in there. Shout out to Numuhuku Makiyaki Island more. True. I I never know whenever it's like the the like it's to teller to teller. I was like, what vowel is that first? So that could be an A, E, or I, or U. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it could be any of them. So apostrophe makes sense. It's just no vowel. It's just, you know, drops yeah. it. Fun. Thanks, Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. Love it. I love it here. <laughs> RIT. So, you guys don't know why we're reading this book. Uh, we are, we're through to chapter 10. And I told you that it would be obvious why we're reading this book by the prologue. Did either of you, do either of you have any guesses, purely based on the prologue, why we're reading Warbreaker? There's something very specific, and I'm just wondering if you guys catch it. There are two thoughts I have. Okay, I believe this is in the prologue. If not, I apologize. Um, my guess is with the sword we see. Okay. Uh, my guess is that it is the same sword, perhaps, that Zeth now has. And that is the only thing I could think of as being our relevant. Like, that's the only thing I could really grasp as similar, honestly. Okay. Elliot? Same. The The description of the sword seems similar. It's described... I didn't take super heavy notes for this, but I think it's described as having a black blade. It is. Uh, in this, which is the same as that sword that Zeth just got at the end of Words of Radiance. Also of of note, so this sword speaks, right? And Paul, you don't have the benefit of this, but the the way it's stylized in the book is the same. And that the, that way is different than like how Syl speaks. When Syl speaks to to Kaladin a lot of the time it's actually words like in text not always I'm now I'm double guessing myself um but the in this one it's just like italics like it's thoughts you know being passed instead of actually words that's the same way it was shown at the end of words of radiance when the sword like spoke to Zeth it was as if it was just like thoughts and not necessarily words so that on top of the black sword makes me think maybe it's the same. I can see that. One thing that really I had to stop and think about for a second here. So this is the first time I've listened to an audiobook that wasn't like Michael Kramer or his wife, Kate. Redding. Um, yes. Um, and I remembered a very distinct voice that, that was given to Zeth's sword at the end of Words of Radiance, and it was very proper and like, hello, would mm-hmm. you 
mind if we do some killing today? Like, very proper, kind of funny. Same vein as stretch forth thy hand. Um, yeah. And this, it was a different reader, but I, I felt like it was going for the same style. Like, if you told two different people, like, this is how this sword would talk. Um, and they both attempted it. I, I could see that being very similar, but it wasn't the same, and that was just because it was two different uh, readers doing it. But I'm I'm kind of jumping to the conclusion that that's our our sword buddy here. Okay. All right. Surrounding the rest of the prologue, good good guesses, gentlemen. Did either of you have any other guesses before I jump forward? Odd why we're reading this. My only other guess is that this could be related to Hoyd with hair, which we'll kind of talk about more. Okay. That's the only thing I could think of. I, I feel like that's going to be... Uh, we have not read a lot of Cosmere, but I, I'm getting the impression that that's maybe a safe assumption a lot of the time, that somehow it has something to do with Hoyd. He seems like a rather linchpin kind of character. So I, I was kind of coming into this book looking for Hoyd. I, I he felt like a character I would expect to see in another world. So yeah, I'm with you, Paul. There's going to be a following note on episode in the future. You can mark my words, listeners, you two, where I will give you a Cosmere crash course of stuff that's on the wiki without you having to go on the wiki. That's like not necessarily spoilers, but it's just stuff that Brandon Sanderson's talked about in live streams and stuff. But I can't do it yet. It, it will, it will come, but and it'll probably come before the end of us reading Stormlight, like before Rhythm of War. I, it'll probably come before then, but it, it can't come quite yet. And I'll tell you, like, you know what's what's happening in the Cosmere. But um, as far as the prologue of Warbreaker goes, we have. The, the Dark Sword. We have Vasher. We're introduced to a character named Vasher. Uh, and I don't know about you guys, but on my first read of Warbreaker, he seemed very Aragorn-esque to me. Like, like rough around the edges, like Strider sitting in the corner type type character. He's got this sword that he, he knows what he's doing. If they steal his sword, he doesn't care, that type of thing. Um, I, just, I just picture a Strider-esque character when I think of Vasher. Um, we have Breaths, which is this magic system that were introduced right off the bat. And uh, what were you guys' thoughts on Breaths? Do you guys know how, like, through the ch through chapter 10, do you understand? Are you understanding how, wow. Are you understanding how Breaths are working? Do, do you have any questions on, like, what, what the system is here? So... I guess let me take a shot at it, and you can tell me how wrong I am. Okay. I'm, from what I picked up so far, we have these things called breaths, which everyone is born with, like, one of them. At least normal people are born with one breath. And a breath is kind of like a soul in, a, in some ways, but it, you can lose your breath and not die because we see the the god guy light song, you know, take the breath from this this young child. She doesn't die, but now she's, like, lost some of herself or whatever it is um so you can take more breaths into yourself and as you gain more of them it, it like heightens all your senses is kind of the way i'm getting it and and he uses that that phrase too heightenings 
So you, you achieve these different levels of heightenings. And, and when you have a certain number of breaths and you achieve a certain heightening, it gives you like special abilities. You can see or recognize, you know, the trueness of a color where normal people can't. And you can hear like the pureness of a tone of a sound of music or something that, that other people can't. And it, it seems to give you like power. So we, we see in the prologue him use this awakening power to control inanimate objects. And the formula I kind of picked up on was he's got to have breath in order. He has to like impart the breath onto the inanimate object. He has to have color in order to do this. And then he has to like speak a command. So color plus breath plus command gets you an awakening. Am I, am I on the right track? You are. And yeah, as you get more breaths, you kind of level up, if you will. And there's different heightenings. I believe I, I could be wrong, but 50 is sticking in my head for, for the music one. If you have 50, then you attain perfect pitch which is something that they they talk about very briefly which with that in mind i want to read something from words of radiance which we just finished let me let me read something real quick how did you get in kaladin asked well there are these things called doors wit replied the guards let you in technically wit asked yes Kaladin sat back down on the bench of his cell. Wit wore his black on black, his thin silver sword undone from his waist and sitting on the bench beside him. A brown sack slumped there as well. Wit leaned down to tune his instrument. One leg crossed over the other. He hummed softly to himself and nodded. Perfect pitch, Wit said, makes this all so much easier than it once was. I thanks. No problem. I I immediately thought of of Wit as well when we started talking about music and pitches cuz he's he's been our instrument guy. He's had that instrument more than once. He had that flute that I actually because I was just going through all my notes for from Words of Radiance cuz we just did our our summary episode on that. I actually came across another quote that I thought uh was was interesting as well. It's uh, now I'm not 100% sure who he's talking to. Oh, no, it's in the same chapter, I think, as what you just read. Later on, he says, All people are musicians, Wit countered. The question is whether or not they share their songs. And I don't know how or if that's even related. It just kind of struck me as Wit seems to be attuned to music maybe more than others are so seeing some seeing some similarities already trying to find another tidbit quote here but i can't find it quite yet i'll find it here in a second um paul did you have any thoughts on heightenings and breaths and etc yes i was gonna say while you're looking if you want to keep looking for your quote i can talk about it a little bit um I didn't think about it that linearly. Uh, I really liked that Elliot kind of brought up the whole like color plus breath plus command is what makes like an awakening is kind of, I don't know. I almost think of it like a lashing for our, for our terms. Um, 
So basically the, the way I'm thinking of breaths is like the equivalent of stormlight in our books, just like a little different. Um, I still don't get if it's like, if we're talking about like a thing that's a breath because it i feel like it's talked about almost like currency also so that's why i'm kind of equi equating it to our spheres uh with stormlight um i don't know if that that doesn't fully match it but similar vein um i i agree with you it it is it is a little similar in that the like source of power is also a sort of currency or you can sell it i think there's a couple of mentions there to like you can you could get a lot of money for those breaths or, you know, kind of thing like that. Mm -hmm. Towards no, the end sure. in chapter nine or 10, that's what convinces Vivenna to take the breaths is that it could help Siri and she could uh, use it to, you know, sell or whatever. And she could use it to, even though she thinks taking breaths is morally wrong or, or we, I, I guess we get the assumption, but uh, she takes it anyway because it could help Siri. True. Um, and kind of, I guess, what I'm using to back up my thoughts of this just being the this particular world's stormlight. Um, I'm going to compare this briefly with it without spoiling to Mistborn. So I haven't read much of Mistborn, but I'm uh, a little bit into the the first book um, of the Mistborn series. But in there, in there, it's shown to you pretty quick that I guess their magic system is through metals like different metals can basically produce different things like different powers almost like our surges in um, our Knights Radiant in the Way of Kings um, and so I'm kind of thinking of breaths as just another place in the Cosmere and they use breaths instead of stormlight or metal or like things like that um, and so I'm kind of just imagining each place has a magic system that's similar like this. Like you either absorb or consume something, metal or light or breath um, color. or color. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of used for whatever powers, currency, things like that there. Um, it's just a different thing in each place. Yeah. So that's my understanding of breath so far. Jumping back a little bit, I found what I wanted to read. Keeping in mind the sword, and Elliot, you were having it. You were saying having it talk, like, but it's not dialogue. It's kind of just like a thought, is how it reads right. on the page. Um, so this is also in Words of Radiance. This is an interlude. The interlude is titled Zile. If you remember this interlude, uh, Kaladin just got beat up by Zeth and comes to Zyle crying and he wants to be trained. Very, very last couple lines of this interlude. Just leave your attitude and come to learn. I hate beating, uh, I hate beating up people that are younger than me. It makes me feel like a bully. The kid grunted, sliding the door shut. Zyle pulled up his blanket. Darn monks only got one and turned over on his cot. He expected a voice to speak in his mind as he drifted off. Of course, there wasn't one. Hadn't been one in years. Curious that you're bringing that up now. I noticed that when we read that. 
and I wrote, <clears throat> I wrote in my notes. I don't think we talked about it, but I wrote in my notes that I had, I guessed a very different direction with that voice. I almost thought of him as like X Surge Binder. Mm. What, did he used to have a spren who he's used to talk? I think we did to. talk about that on the podcast. Did we? I think we did. We might have. I, that was my guess was that he had a a spren friend familiar whatever you want to call it and no longer did and so he's missing that companion so now that you're pointing that out now has me intrigued Mm-hmm. could just be completely random i could just be you know reading or excerpts for words radiance for no reason but i'm gonna go with that one yeah i think you're just you're just pulling our leg you know all right, quick summary of the plot so far in uh, in Warbreaker, just real quick. So Halandrin and Idris are both kingdoms, and they're on the brink of war, sort of. Halandrin can't get their act together enough to actually declare war, because they're just all talking about politics and colors and breaths and all that fun stuff. Um, but Idris is certainly really scared of Halandrin, and Halandrin isn't very scared of Idris. So Idris sends or promises their princess to marry uh, the god king of Halandrin. But when it comes to it, Idris King Guy, I don't remember his name, uh, Vivenna and Ciri's father, he doesn't want to send Vivenna because... I don't know if we're given a reason, really. We're we're seeing a lot of this from Siri's perspective, and Siri isn't told why she's going. So we don't really know why Vivenna isn't going, but at last second change, Siri's going instead. And Siri's what, 17, I think? And terrified, um, out of her mind. Vivenna's, I, th- I believe, 22 at this time, and she's been prepared. She's more of an adult. She should know more of what's happening here. Um, last second swap, Siri goes instead. Vivenna is not happy about it and follows Siri to try to help her. So she's in Halandrin by the end of these chapters incognito, um, as not a princess of Idris. And we've got some other characters. We've got Light Song, we've got, uh, Vasher, but the majority of the time we've spent so far is with Vivenna and, and Siri. So just kind of a a tone difference between Stormlight and Warbreaker. It's very it's very like royal wedding prep. There there's like four or five chapters talking about Siri and her wedding with the God King so far. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Paul, did it make you uncomfortable? You you don't it you did. don't you don't like those uh you don't like those it, it did make me uncomfortable. Not not in the sense that you know, throw back to when we talked about Dalinar and Navani um being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um not in the same way. This just feels like very forced, like uncomfortable, like arranged marriage. Right. Um and it's just not pleasant to think about. Um and so I just don't enjoy that. Um is why I feel felt uneasy about it. Um the way it, has progressed so far so we're we're at chapter 10 the way it's progressed so far is like fine and we're kind of i feel like we're kind of tip of the iceberg we're kind of setting the scene getting 
into our environment here with Siri and this place that she is kind of just testing the waters. Um, so nothing crazy has happened. But as far as like setting the premise of our story, it's kind of been uncomfortable. I haven't been the biggest fan of it. Um, Me yeah, neither. Very, like, I'm not a big fan of Warbreaker. Yeah. I'm just going to say it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. The very, very different style of story, both in just like the, I think you mentioned this, Paul, like political drama as opposed to action or j- just the, we're, we're diving into the, the nuances of, you know, court life and the, the politics there and the relationships there. And, you know, it, it's all about you know, who's wearing what on what day of the week and, you know, all of that kind of, kind of stuff, which, yeah, doesn't, doesn't immediately jump out as, is interesting to me. Plus then all of kind of the, the, the sexual side of, of a lot of this is, is interesting and in that I'm not sure where we're going with it. Like, I'm, I'm not sure kind of what's gonna, gonna happen here. And it's, uh, it actually, now's probably a good time to bring in, it, it draws some interesting comparisons in my mind, albeit we've just started the story. So I, I'll need to read more to make an actual comparison, but it actually seems a little similar to the Greek myth of Cupid and Psyche, which if you're if you're not familiar with it, you can you can Google that and, and look that up. Um, that that myth was also retold by C.S. Lewis in his book Till We Have Faces, which is like his own fictional ver- fictional version of of that myth. But in that myth, Psyche is a younger sister who is married to, you know, against her will, married to this thing that everyone thinks is a beast but actually is the beautiful god Cupid. And she's not, Psyche is not allowed to see Cupid. Um, she's at the, anytime she ever encounters him, all the lights have to be off. And the way the myth goes is she eventually gets curious enough that she brings a lantern in with her one day and she sees Cupid, but then that awakens Cupid and she no longer is able to be married to him. And he, he leaves a little more nuanced and detailed than that. But, some some parallels being drawn there already from this story. I'm curious to see where this is going to go to see if this does kind of follow that uh, that Greek myth in, in a way. But obviously, we need to know what's going to happen next. And definitely, I could. I mean, I can definitely see a comparison to that already, and why you would why you would note that um, because that's we haven't really seen the God King yet, as far as I know. Um, And we, we're kind of, uh, serious kind of faked that she's seen the God King. I don't know. It's, it's been a whole deal, but yeah, he's just kind of this strange figure that's apparently horrible and we'll, we'll just kind of have to get further before we can, can analyze him, I guess. I'm, I'm very much waiting for kind of the other foot to drop. It, it seems like. The story so far has been weird in a sense that it's all new stuff to us, right? It's a new magic systems, it's a new world, new cultures, but it's all been very kind of, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm waiting for the, oh, but here's the twist. And, and it's, it's, I'm waiting for everything to not be what it seems. I'm right. waiting for 
something's going to happen. It's like, oh, wait, everyone thinks this is true, but actually it's this. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen at some point. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have a story. If this is just going to kind of plot on predictably that, that it wouldn't be much of a story. So I'm, I'm waiting to see when and what our, our twist is going to be because I don't feel like we've gotten it yet. We mentioned it a little bit ago, but we can dive into it more as we as we t- think about this. But hair, um, hair is a interesting dynamic here. Siri has the ability to grow her hair and change its color on command. Um, she has to like kind of sit there and focus to grow it, but her hair color changes with her emotion. And it's seen as like something proper if you can control your hair. So Vivena, like her hair never changes and she's always in control of her emotions. But Siri can never control her hair because she's not mature or whatever. So um, I'll let you guys talk about what you have in the outline and what you kind of already mentioned um, with your similarities to Stormlight. But... Um, what were you guys' thoughts on hair as a magic system? <laughs> but before we start guessing, question is, did I read it correctly that the, the hair color changes is unique to the royal bloodline? It, it seemed like that was kind of hinted at. I believe so. I I don't know off the top of my head. I think so. It it seemed like, because when Vivenna comes to the the town and in, in like the last couple of chapters she's she's trying hard to hide the fact that her hair is changing colors it's it, definitely it, unique to idris i think it is like more pronounced in the royal family i believe you are correct yes okay okay yeah i yeah i was under the impression that it may have been like a like their racial like the if you originate from idris that was like a thing um but yeah it may just be the royal family i'm not sure but yeah it, it's at least like kind of a local thing i believe so then yeah that spins off some some questions i did think about you know trying to think back to stormlight archive wit or hoid our good friend we have we, we've talked about this before i think it's been a little while but wit is often described with dark hair black hair but i think at least once or twice is described or perhaps we were kind of guessing a character is related to him that has white hair and so that immediately gets me wondering is this the same like power or ability is this wit have this ability does his hair change with his emotions or can he change it and is he just really good at controlling it and normally has you know the the dark hair this could be going out on a limb but that's where my mind was going i don't think it is going out on too much of a limb i like i can't think of any other at least from what we've seen we have no other explanation so i i'm jumping to the conclusion that he's I don't know if you can learn this, or I'm under the assumption that he's from here. Um, tentatively, with with what the information we have, that he's from Idris, um, at least. And yeah, like my understanding is that 
you know, you can control it um, for the very most part. Um, so maybe he, you know, has appeared to some people with his dark hair like normal and some people with white hair. So, Paul, you made a very interesting comparison kind of on accident uh, maybe two, three weeks ago in our podcast. You compared Zyle and Hoyd. And you said that Hoyd was the guy who wants to give you advice and he'll go out of your way or he'll go out of his way to get in your face and give you advice. And Zyle was the complete opposite of he'll give you advice, but you have to get in his face. You have to make yourself a nuisance in order for him to give you the light of day. And those two characters are what I just read excerpts from in, in Words of Radiance. So keep that in mind sick look at me go well while we're trying to find comparisons and things to tie to wit or hoid i i thought of one more i thought back to the wander sale chapter where kaladin is listening to this story right and he he thinks that he sees a bunch of images in the smoke of the fire that that wit has that that seems like it could be related to the magical powers we see in this world that kind of being able to manipulate inanimate objects and that control of like colors and things like that that could be an explanation of what kaladin was seeing there in that chapter of the images maybe if if wit has that type of ability to maybe like maybe he was doing an awakening in that moment to make those pictures for for kaladin or maybe it was just all in Kaladin's head. Like, who knows? But if we're if we're trying to find comparisons to 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 Wit, that was a potential one on the list for me. Or maybe Wit's just light weaving, and he's actually secretly a light weaver. Also possible. Uh huh. Uh huh. Thanks, Trevor. No problem. <laughs> all right. Just a couple other things lifeless um there's a whole army of of lifeless in halandrin that siri is greeted by and they're kind of just there i don't know <laughs> how would you describe these these lifeless uh soldiers uh yeah i, I wasn't sure it, it seemed like this was kind of a plot point right the people of of idris are told that the king has an army of lifeless and how terrible they are and you know i'm getting this image of you know zombies raised from the dead and and then when siri actually sees them they do seem like they're potentially dead it looks like they don't breathe like they don't have any life in them but they're not like creepy decrepit zombies they're just kind of grayed out humans basically that's kind of the image i had was like basically a human but just like pale white like you know yeah completely standard like lifeless person um not really alive in a sense just very blank slate um doesn't doesn't she compare them to to statues doesn't yeah, she, she say does. that they're they're like so still and so gray they just kind of look like statues I get, I don't know why, 
But this whole scene of her arriving in Halindrin, and there's this black and white army off to her side, and then over here there's this huge colorful city, and it's more pomp and circumstance than she's ever seen. I get very Alice in Wonderland vibes here. I'm not. Sh I don't know what it is about it, but like over here there's just rainbow colors, and over here there's you know the Queen of Hearts uh army who's just standing there you know i i don't i don't know that's what i that's what i think of yeah oh yeah i get it definitely yeah, it's definitely just such a stark contrast i don't fully know what to make of it yet yeah um but yeah kind of like we said i feel like we're kind of setting the stage right now um speaking of i guess setting our stage i i feel like my my only notable question about our book so far is our prologue character Vasher. Yeah. Um, it could be way off. Has he, he? He's been in our other chapters at points, hasn't he? He was in chapter four, maybe, maybe five. Okay. And he was kind of just sitting there. <laughs> he didn't really okay. do anything. Fun, fun, and exciting. Um. Yeah, I don't fully know what he's gonna do. I don't yeah. know. I I kind of just get he's gonna be like our here. I I almost think of him like, if we're comparing to Stormlight, like him like Kaladin and Vivenna like Shalon almost. I feel like they're gonna be the parallel protagonists that never that don't meet or something. But I'm fully speculating there. Yeah. I Trevor, you were alluding to this at the beginning. You, Vasher, like you can't quite tell whether he's good guy or bad guy at this point. Is is this the the hero here to overthrow the oppressive government, or is this the Zeth character here to assassinate someone we like? Right. I have no idea yet. All right, that's kind of all I have um, for you guys for these first 10 chapters do you guys have anything to add any questions we gotta at least mention this uh light song character sure that we see a couple times one of the one of the gods of this nation of halandron he's he seems like an intriguing character he's he's a god who doesn't believe in his own religion at least that's the way he like describes himself. Yeah, and the the perspective we get from him is is interesting. We learn a lot about daily life, I guess, in Halandrin and what the who these gods are, and the incredible excess and I don't even know how to describe you know opulence that they live in is is interesting. But but he seems to be a fairly reasonable guy. Like he doesn't seem like he's there to take advantage of the world and just get back massages all day or, or <laughs> whatever it is that they they do you know i'm i'm interested to see how he's going to become a factor in our our story with basher and siri and vivenna i i agree my my only final thought is actually really i, I want to hear if elliot has a prediction um, with our God King character, which we haven't actually seen, but 
think that's just he's just been alluded to as our I don't know antagonist almost or looming weird threat um, in a way because he's just noted as being you know a whole deal whole deal about the god king like do we think he's gonna be kind of like the story of Cupid and Psyche where he's like a nice guy like but you can't see him or things like that or is it gonna be cruel or like I don't know I don't know where to go with it personally I was curious if he had a guess yeah I I don't know what to guess at this point that this whole intro these first 10 chapters has been very disorienting in a way I almost feel like you know Siri or Vivetta who's been thrust into a world that's just overwhelming you know like wait what huh what's going on so I I don't know that I have enough wits about me yet to, to try and predict but I do wonder if the twist that that's got to come at some point might be you know maybe this guy isn't the nasty creature everyone claims he is and maybe he's a prisoner of his own religion or maybe he's you know trapped in this role that he has of the god king maybe he didn't choose this I think that's even probably hinted out there that he didn't necessarily choose this he was just kind of reborn or whatever returned into it but maybe maybe he wants to get out just as much as as anybody else does and he's trapped and can't get out or i don't know yeah i'm i'm very curious to see if this is going to parallel cupid and psyche more if if there's going to be more parallels to draw that because that was what immediately jumped into my my mind as i was reading some of this and with the the whole you know siri being offered to to the king as as a bride is is very similar to that that myth of of cupid and psyche all righty okay. let's read more and find out in warbreaker any closing any closing thoughts before i wrap this up no yeah gotta read more <laughs> all right Let's do it. Thanks for thanks for joining me, Paul and Elliot, uh, for our first episode of Warbreaker. See ya. Certainly.